T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good Sunday. Rashini Rajkumar here along with Dr. David Hilden, host of Healthy Matters. Of course, this show presented by Hennepin Healthcare. And it's pretty much everyone's favorite Healthy Matters, Dr. Hilden. It's Open Line Sunday. Indeed it is, Rashini. Good morning. And uh, yeah, what's on your mind, listeners? Wherever you are, whatever you're doing this morning, maybe you have a question about about uh, COVID-19. I heard there's a bug going around. But maybe you, have a, <laughs> maybe you have a question about something else, too. Whatever is on your mind. These are our popular open line shows where it's, uh, I'll, I'll do my best to kind of um, give you some answers to whatever is on your mind, whether that be by phone call or text. Before I do that, before I do that, I want to make sure that you hear about a new short film series that's happening at Hennepin Healthcare. These are just five-minute films, and the first one was released this week. It's called the Here Series, H-E-R-E, because that's our, our tagline at the hospital. We're here for life is our tagline. And the first one is about Reggie McAllister. And so I want you to go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash here. HennepinHealthcare.org slash here. These are stories about the past year and about stories about healthcare that are going to lift you up because there is so much that is depressing. Now, let's be honest. This, there's a lot about healthcare that isn't always the most uplifting stuff in the world. Reggie's story is uplifting. He was one of the most sick COVID patients I've ever seen in my life. I, I can't tell you how sick Reggie was. He, went up, he wound up spending just weeks in our ICU. He was in a coma. He was fighting for his life. But you're going to watch his story, and he um, talks about it with his family. And so go to, go to our, our first in our series of the HERE series. Go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash HERE. And, of course, I know you're already doing this, but follow me on Twitter at Dr. David Hilden, Dr. David Hilden. I've got a link to it there on Twitter as well, the HERE series. So make sure you're doing that. I know you're all doing that anyway, but if you're not... Go to go follow me on Twitter, and you can see the Here series there as well. Yeah, Reggie's story is quite inspirational. And Dr. Hilden, it is important right now, especially as there are so many things circling and cycling around us that we keep our positive attitude, or if we don't have one, try to get one. And sometimes these stories are just what you need, that shot in the arm, so to speak, that you need. 
Exactly. One of the things I've learned over this last year and over the last 20 um, um, is that numbers aren't numbers are informative for classes. And if you're an accountant and if you're an epidemiologist, but when, when we talk about COVID-19 and when we talk about healthcare, numbers fall flat. And so, you know, we can tell you about how many cases there are, about how many ICU beds we have available. And eventually it's just blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, it's just numbers. They don't mean anything. When you see Reggie, when you see him in this film on his deck at his home, I think he's barbecuing some food on there, and you listen to the sound, turn the sound up, you realize there's a real person here and how, how health care affects people's lives. And particularly, when you, it helps you to remember that the vast majority of people do well and the human spirit is so powerful, it will uplift you and inspire you. It's something that will be worth five minutes of your time um, uh, to watch that film. Absolutely. And it is important to remember the brain also is a powerful organ and it really takes to inputs well. So when you put in positive inputs, healthy inputs, it's good for you. It's good for your family. It's good for the brain. All right. Well, today is our open phones, open lines hour, and you can call us, text us 651-989-9226. I have a couple tips because we're already getting a lot of texts. Try to keep those texts to 20 words or fewer, and it won't scroll over into a second line and get lost. Also, I promise we will get to phone calls. I will do, we will do our best to get to text. The sheer number of texts that we get for Dr. Hilden every week, especially when we have open lines, it's pretty astronomical, Doc. So we just have to sort of prioritize in this way. So call, I will definitely get to you, text, and we will do our best to get to you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, open lines on Healthy Matters. And I know it's going to be a lovely It is a lovely day because you've got Dr. David Hilden and Rashini Rajkumar together. What a great way to start your week, Sunday morning, the 7 o'clock hour for Healthy Matters. And our open line show, 651-989-9226. And I want to reward her for texting in, Doctor, before the show even started. Dr. Hilden, Mary is asking this. What can one do for essential tremors in the hands without taking meds if possible? Yeah, um, Mary, essential tremor, or otherwise known as benign essential tremor, B-E-T, is that really high-pitched shaking of the hands you see that people have. It's more, you're more likely to get it as an older adult. The good news is the B stands for benign. In other words, it's not a malignant condition. It's not a um, something that's going to be life-threatening, but it can be life-altering in a big way. You can't eat soup very well. You can't eat a forkful of peas. It's difficult to, to hold your coffee cup, and so it can be quite debilitating. There are not a lot of things to do about it that don't involve meds, I want to say. I do suggest you see a physical therapist or even maybe uh, maybe better, an occupational therapist, an occupational therapist who works with hands. They'd be your best bet to try. They can give you adaptive devices, different spoons and forks. They can help work on your hand motions and the like. Then I do, I, I would at least consider medications. If it's really debilitating for you, many of the medications are effective. You can get those from your regular doctor, your primary doctor. A neurologist is another choice for that. Okay, let's go to this one. Please explain mast cell activation disease. 
Yeah, this is something that is not widely accepted by the medical community, mast cell activation. Um, I am not an expert on it. There is a, a professor at the University of Minnesota that I'm aware of that has written extensively on this, so I encourage you to do a little of your own research on that. But your mast cells, M-A-S-T, like the mast of a ship, they are cells that your body has as part of your immune system. They're a, a type of a, um, a cell that is involved in allergies and histamines and all kinds of things like that. Uh, it is possible that not everybody's mast cells work completely accurately, and so um, it is thought to be, it leads to all kinds of weird symptoms, fatigues, allergic type reactions, immune responses. I do have to say that that is not widely accepted by the medical community, though. Doesn't mean we know everything. I always say that. There's, we don't know everything. Um, but right now, there's not a lot of scientific evidence to, that I can cite about it. All right. Dr. Hilden, Glenn is calling from Biscay. Hi there, Glenn. Hello. Hello. Go right ahead. Yeah, hey, go right ahead. I want to ask the uh, doc, you know, what about tetanus shots? You know, we're constantly getting cut and stuff out in the shop, and it's like, how often you got to get them? And if you, I've had them, and you never remember how long it's been. But what happens if you don't get the thing, you know? Yeah, Glenn, I think I got my tetanus shot like six months ago, and I already forgot. So you are not alone. Nobody remembers when you got your tetanus shot. But the deal is this. It's every 10 years. Everybody should routinely get it every 10 years. And, th and then, since nobody can ever remember that, if you have an injury that is especially dirty, if it involves metal, rusty nails, if it involves dirty conditions, soil, if you're working in a shed, in a barn, in a factory, in, a, in your workshop, and you can't remember when you got it, you should get a booster shot. You're not going to hurt yourself by getting it too soon. Tetanus is a life-threatening illness that almost none of us ever see because we get the tetanus shot. And it comes in soil and dirt and the like. So if, if you're not having any injuries, get it every 10 years. And if you don't remember when you got it, go get it. I mean, if it was more than five, six, seven, eight years ago, go get it. And then, so that's if you're not having an injury every 10 years. But if you do have any kind of injury, uh, they will probably give you one in the emergency department or in your clinic. But if you're working, you sound like you're working in, in dirty areas. Call your clinic. Find out when it was. And if it was anywhere close to 10 years, get another one now. But you're right, doctor. You always forget when they ask you, when was your last tetanus? I never remember that. I don't so. remember anything. You know, I, I look forward to the day, and maybe this isn't a, uh, maybe not everybody would, but when you can have your entire medical record like on a credit card, on a little chip, and then you just hand it to somebody, and here's where it all is. But right now, I have no idea when my last one was. This Reminds person, me, I should go find out. And you're a doc, so that makes oh, me gosh, feel a little yes. better. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for this show. Please define the three Ds, delirium, depression, dementia. Yeah, that's a whole career um, of, of, of specialties. But d depression is a mood disorder where you are um, you're, uh, you're depressed mood. You have a lack of, of hope for the future. You're, you're a little apathetic about life. Um, uh, it's treatable. Dementia is a progressive loss of your cognitive function. The most common kind would be Alzheimer's disease. It happens generally later in life, but there are variants that happen earlier, like in your 50s and 60s. That is a loss of memory, of executive function, of, of your ability to uh, plan and remember things. That's dementia. It's progressive. There are relatively few treatments for that, but there is an enormous amount of support systems. Delirium is an acute change in your level of attention and consciousness. Anybody can get that. So you can be, um, you don't know what's going on. It's an acute 
confusional state, often due to a medical illness. So depression is a mood disorder. Dementia is a progressive cognitive disorder. Delirium is a waxing and waning, comes and goes, intermittent loss of, of uh, tension and confusion. Now, Here's, that's about all I can say about that in a short period of time, but each one of those is a whole lecture in itself, if you will. Right. No, I think you did a great job. This person says they carry an EpiPen for nitrate reaction, which can be deadly. Is it safe to get the virus shot? It is. Uh, we are not telling anybody who has to carry an EpiPen to forego the shot. And so an EpiPen is epinephrine, or what many people know as adrenaline. It's adrenaline in a tube. And it is the treatment for when people have severe allergic reactions. People sometimes have them if you are allergic to bee stings or foods or peanuts or, in this case, nitrates. And so if you have an allergic reaction that requires an EpiPen, you might bring it to the place where you get your shot. But so far, uh, the shot doesn't have any higher incidence of allergic reaction than does any other shot. Nothing's impossible, but you can still get the vaccine. All right. Janet is on the line from Savage. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. I just have a quick question about those of us who are, are spending, you know, 99% of our time at home. What should we be concerned with about sanitation? Like how often should you wash your clothes? How often do you wash your bedding? Um, sanitize the counters? You know, different, those kinds of things that we've heard about. Yeah, so I'm wearing the same sweatpants I've had on since April. <laughs> do you really think you should be sharing that? <laughs> I'm kidding about that, but I know there's a whole lot of people right now nodding. Yep, yep, me too. Uh, it's a great question, though, because uh, your home sanitation, um, as long as you're inside and not going out, doesn't matter so much to other people, but it only matters to, to you. The things that I would concern yourself with with regard to the virus, specifically about the virus, all kidding aside, is wipe down your surfaces. I would wipe down your fridge handle, your computer screens, your doorknobs, your countertops. Do that every day. Um, uh, and that would be, that's adequate for viral control at home. The rest of it, I don't think you have to do anything that you wouldn't do differently. I would stick to your usual laundry schedule, your usual bed linen schedule um, that you normally do. I don't think you have to do anything different for, with regard to the virus, except that wiping down of surfaces. I would do that every day. And I'd add, doctor, my non-medical opinion, at least one shower a day. Still a good idea. Yeah, I think it's probably a good idea. You know, I, I won't tell you my showering schedule because, you know, that's way too much information on a Sunday morning. I still can't get over the sweatpants. So let's move on <laughs> to our next text. This listener's question I think is going to help a lot of people. I have a small tear in my rotator cuff, had physical therapy, it was diagnosed in October, still painful. Will it ever improve? Yeah, rotator cuff injuries can take forever, and by forever, I mean months and months and months or even into a year or more. Um, your rotator cuff consists of the four muscles and associated tendons of your shoulder. Um, it's what allows uh, um, baseball pitchers to pitch like they do and tennis players to hit like they do and all of us to just to brush our hair, your rotator cuff. It's, it's four muscles. Um, and, and if one of them tears, even partially, it can be hard to lift your arm or hard to, to move. If it tears completely, sometimes you can't lift your arm at all or rotate it. So physical therapy is, is for sure 
what you ought to be doing. Um, and it can take, like I said, months, six months, 12 months perhaps. And I hate to tell you that, but that's the truth. If it is exceptionally painful, you can get injections that might help the inflammation. Um, and if it really is torn badly, you might need a surgery. So see a, a, a shoulder surgeon. That would be an orthopedic surgeon for that. All right, Dr. Hilden, let's see if we can get to this one before we have to go to break. Thank you for this great show. Please speak to the concern immunizations, including the flu shot, is related to COVID-19. Please also address why healthcare workers are declining to be immunized against COVID-19. Yeah, well, you're, you're, I think the question about the other immunizations is get them all on your usual schedule. With regard to the COVID one, you can't have had a flu shot within two weeks. So it's pretty late in the year to get your flu shot. Next year, do it in October. But if you haven't had it, you can still get it. Flu is not a big deal this year, and it's because we're all wearing masks. I think that it's just a side effect of the, of the COVID situation is that, you know, regular colds and flus aren't getting passed around as much. Why are some healthcare workers not getting the shot? I think it's be just human nature. Uh, um, they, it's just that they, they feel it was done quickly. Heck, we even called it Operation Warp Speed. But I do want to say this. This was studied extensively. Yes, it was an accelerated schedule, but it was studied extensively. Most healthcare workers I know would get the shot in their eyeball if that's what it took. And again, I'm being facetious, <laughs> but some it's just people have diff different tolerance for change. And so at my hospital, 75% of healthcare workers got it in the first few weeks. So most healthcare workers are indeed getting it. You are listening to Healthy Matters on WCCO Radio. Shini Rajkumar here with your host, Dr. David Hilden. We're taking your calls and texts today, 651-989-9226. Anything goes, give us a ring share a text. We'll be right back. We are back. Rashini Rajkumar and Dr. David Hilden on Healthy Matters this Sunday morning. Open line show is 651-989-9226. You can call or you can text us. Doctor, I want to go to this question because I think it pertains to a lot of people. And then we'll go back to the phone lines. We have people waiting. My grandchildren are now out of quarantine since having COVID. Can I have them in my home without masks? I've heard there is a three-month window when they are safe from reinfection. Yeah, we don't have good data on all of that. So if um, I, I would not. Um, I would still not um, have others that don't live with you in your house because the transmissibility is going up, 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 up right now. And we just don't know um, if they've had COVID two, three months ago, they could they could be getting it again. We don't know. There is this new B117 variant, which will be the dominant variant in the United States probably in just a couple of months. We don't know what that really means. For a few more months, I do recommend masking up even in your home with anybody who doesn't live with you. Okay, along those lines, someone with COVID, why is 14 days of isolation the magic number? Could it be 15 days or 12 days? After 14 days, is the person no longer contagious? I love that question because we joke about it at the hospital. Why are antibiotics given for five days or seven days, but never six or eight? And why is it 14 days? It's because that's how many days there are in the week or that's how many fingers we have on our hands, five, five fingers. 
That's the joke. But the reality is, is that um, the the most common time to get infected with COVID is about five days afterwards. And the, the data suggests that your infectivity just plummets after about day 10. And so 14 is, it's not arbitrary, but they have to pick something. And it's it's two weeks is an easier thing to remember. Probably 10 days is adequate, um, but 14 is just the safest way to go for that reason. It's not arbitrary, but it might seem that way a little bit. All right. Adeline is on the line from Chanhassen. Good morning, Adeline. Good morning. I'm having a, <laughs> I'm having a problem with my jaw, and it occurred just instantaneously. This happened about the beginning of December, and uh, it just makes kind of a cracking sound. And I, I chew mostly on the opposite side, but I still hear that sound. And I w- was to the dentist, and they took an x-ray where I stand up and I bite down on something. They couldn't find anything. They replaced a crown. That didn't take care of the problem. I'm wondering, would it be best to see a doctor about the problem? Um, what I would do, Adeline, is, and thank you for your question, what I would do is see an oral surgeon or an ENT doctor, ear, nose, throat. A clicking sound in one side of your jaw is likely your TMJ, your temporomandibular joint. Tempero is your temporal lobe of your skull, and mandibular is your jaw. One of the most used joints in our body, maybe the most of all, is your TMJ because it's I'm using it right now by talking and swallowing. Um, it makes a clicking sound in a great number of people. The thing just gets a little bit loose as we as as we age. It's sort of like the parts aren't 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 all working quite as well as when we were younger. Um, it could be in your teeth itself, but you've already seen a dentist and done all the things for that. So I would go to an ear, nose, throat person who specifically does uh, TMJs. It uh, it might be an oral surgeon as well. They are. Um, uh, so it can be an oral surgeon or an ENT doctor and have your TMJ looked at. If that's the problem, often a physical therapist can help out. There are physical therapists who help with TMJs. Sometimes it needs surgery, but not not, as, not very often. Usually it's a physical therapy kind of a treatment. Uh, that's my biggest suggestion to see a specialist in JAWS. Margaret from Granite Falls is on the line. Hi, Margaret. Hello. Go right ahead. Um, I have a pro- uh, problem. I have to take Miralax. And I've been taking it for many years. My skin is, has gotten very, very dry. I am elderly. Um, and I, I would like to do something else. Or do you think it's okay to just continue with the Marilax? It is. Um, that is a, 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 a laxative which helps people's um, motility or the function of your bowels. It is not known to be harmful to take it every day, like forever. Um, I don't know if it's leading to your skin problems. I would see somebody about your skin, though, because um, Miralax can cause people to be dehydrated, but it shouldn't really lead to specifically skin problems. Um, but do look, um, go to a dermatologist or someone who specializes in that and find some really good moisturizers, maybe even prescription strength emollients and moisturizers that will help out your skin. I don't know that it's related to what you're taking for your bowels, but there's no known problem with continuing to take your Miralax. Good morning, Becky from North St. Paul. What's your question? Uh, Yes. Um, My father, he's 99 years old. Hello? Yep, go right ahead. Okay. Um, He just got his first COVID injection, and now the family thinks it's safe for them to come and visit. I say not unless they have 
had their COVID as well or have had COVID. What is your You're right, Becky. You're right, Becky. Keep the family away. First of all, he's only had one of the shots, and I'm thrilled, thrilled that people are starting to get this shot, people out in the community. He needs to get the second one in three to four weeks, depending if it was the Pfizer or the Moderna one. And then even then, until 70 to 80% of the population has had the shot, he needs to uh, mask up. And no, people can't visit your 99-year-old father yet, Um, uh, not without masks and not without social distancing. We're in for the worst is yet to come on this variant and about the number of cases is probably going to skyrocket in February and March. It is the, these new variants are not more deadly. They don't cause more serious illness, but they are much more transmissible. So we are not out of the woods yet. We have a ton of room for optimism. The vaccine that your dad got is one of them, but don't let down your guard yet. It's, it's like, uh, you know, uh, you don't want to be that last person in the war who, who is still fighting after there's already been a ceasefire. So just stick it out till the end. Um, continue with the social distancing with your dad. All right. So real quickly along those lines, Dr. Hilden, this listener asks, when does the vaccine become effective? First dose, second dose? After the first dose, you're about 50% protected um, in the in the few weeks after your first dose. After the second dose, it, that 95% efficacy um, kicks in about a week or two after. So for instance, I got my second dose about nine days ago, and it's probably my antibodies are about maximum in the next week or two. So two weeks or so after the second dose is when maximal protection starts to hit. All right. I know we have some callers waiting. We're going to have to hold them over through the break. Let's get in one real quick question uh, before we go to break, doctor. I have myasthenia gravis, and I'm wondering if I can get the virus shot. Uh, I Yes. Um, we, there, you can still get the virus shot. Myasthenia gra- gravis is a, a neuromuscular problem where your muscles get weak with motion. Um, you can still get the shot. In fact, I would encourage you to get the shot. All right. People can call us today. We will get to your phone calls for sure. We will try to get to your texts. 651-989-9226 on this open line show. Dr. Hilden does such a great job of answering all these questions. And if he doesn't have the answer, he gives you a referral. We are also taking your input for hot topics for the rest of the year. Next week, we'll get into meth addiction with a special guest. How can people, Dr. Hilden, reach out to you with their selections? Right. Tweet me is the best way. Just go to Dr. David Hilden and just you know put the hashtag Healthy Matters in there. You don't have to. I'll see it even if you don't. But put in your suggestions for hot topics. Just what do you want to hear about? What do you want to hear Rashini and I talk about? Um, that's uh, Dr. David Hilden. Follow me on Twitter and tweet me your question. You can also go to myhealthymatters.org. That's the blog, myhealthymatters.org, and leave your suggestion there. More calls and texts when we get back on Healthy Matters, 651-989-9226. Good morning, beautiful. How was your night? We are back, Rashini Rajkumar and Dr. David Hilden on Healthy Matters, taking your calls. Kathleen, thanks for holding. She's calling in from Minneapolis. What's your question? Yes, hi, I'm 33 and I'm new to the state. And I just found out from my old doctor in Alabama that I have, I just found out I'm pregnant with a 10-centimeter 10, 10 fibroid. And I wonder, am I supposed to be bleeding? Because I thought I could be active 
So I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to rest or I really need a doctor. So a new doctor in in the state. So I'm just wondering, am I supposed to be bleeding? Absolutely, Kathleen. Um, anytime you're having um, bleeding, women of childbearing age who are having bleeding, I would suggest you see uh, a doctor. And welcome to Minnesota. I'm sure you came from Alabama for the beautiful weather um, uh, up here in January. But but um, yes, yeah, see a, an obstetrician or a, a midwife. Um, I, I love the services that midwives provide. Or see your family doctor. And if you don't have one, call us up at hennepinhealthcare.org. If you're here in Minneapolis, we have locations all over the place in Minneapolis. Downtown, South Minneapolis, Brooklyn Park, Golden Valley, Richfield, St. Anthony, you name it. We've got you covered. HennepinHealthCare.org. We have some of the best childbirth services in the region. And um, whether you want a family doc, an obstetrician, or a nurse midwife, um, HennepinHealthCare.org. You should see somebody if you're having bleeding. Doesn't mean it's a terrible thing, but you still should see somebody. Okay, we've got a lot of texts and a colorful one coming in from Jan. Let me see if I can read around some of the color commentary. Good morning. My husband and I both had COVID in December. How long do we have to wait to get the shot when available? When do we have some immunity now? Yeah, we're telling people if you've had COVID to wait um, uh, three months, but we're only telling you to wait because we're trying to conserve doses and you frankly don't need it so urgently if you had COVID in the last three months. So it's more of a practical matter. If your turn comes up and there's a vaccine available, you can get your vaccine now, even if you already had COVID. You don't, it, it's in, you can get it now. But we are asking people perhaps wait a few months so others can get it because they're in such short supply. All right, some more vaccine-related questions. Can you get the vaccine if you have PV? I'm not sure what PV yes. is. Yes, uh, polycythemia vera, which is a, a blood problem. And yes, you can get the vaccine, and indeed, you should get the vaccine. If I still have antibodies to COVID-19, donated convalescent plasma on the first of the year, should I get the Moderna vaccine? Yes, we're recommending that people who, even if you um, have antibodies from passive immunity, which means you were given the doses, you can still get the vaccine. We're just not sure what your level of protection is um, with that treatment. So I would recommend it. Okay, Sylvia is on the line from Roseville. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. I would like to know where can I get the shot? I've called five places and they say they don't have it yet. I'm 65 years old, and my husband's a little older than I am, and we can't seem to find a place to get our vaccinations. Sylvia, that's the story of our lives right now. I'm so sorry about that, and I wish it were different. Um, Right now, Minnesota's um, getting from the federal government just a fraction of the doses that we need. And and um, so we're still working through the group one A, which is healthcare workers. Um, but we're nearing the end of that. And so group one B is people seventy five years and older, and like teachers and other um, frontline workers. Group one C is people sixty five and older. So they had a plan to distribute all these things to group one B, and then the federal government sort of threw them a curveball and said, "Well, let's just." Give everybody at age 65, which is a great idea, except that what the federal government didn't mention is that they don't have those doses. And so um, it's just a little bit of a logistics and a communication uh, um, confusing time. So um, you are not alone in wondering, where can I get it? You are completely legit in wondering that um, because people 65 and older should be getting this thing. So I would 
keep stay patient go to the minnesota department of health website listen to what the governor's task force is um, announces hopefully next week they'll have more announcements but right now um i don't have a good answer because um we don't have the vaccines we simply don't have them um and uh so stay tuned that's all i can say all right so we have lots of callers very little time i'll ask our callers to please be brief mary is on the line from fridley good morning mary Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, my son-in-law had COVID-19 on December 4th for 16 days, and the virus test now keeps coming back positive. How long will it take for that to change to negative? Yeah, a lot of people after having had COVID, your test stays positive for months and months and months, and we don't know why. Um, it's just that the tests are so dang good. Uh, it, we don't think he's probably infectious, or at least not badly infectious. So still do masks, still do social distancing with your family member. Please still do that. And I wouldn't even keep getting tested. Tell him to stop getting tested. It doesn't really matter. If it's been 90 days since his last COVID, then he he could get reinfected. So then he can start getting tested. But for now, there's no point in getting tested because it'll just keep being positive. Hello, Angie in St. Louis Park. What's your question? Good morning. I had a sore on the inside of my nose for probably about five months. And I ended up my face ended up swelling and I had an infection above my front tooth. Um, I went to the dentist. He gave me penicillin and it's all gone away. Do I still need to see a uh, specialist? I don't think so. If it's gone and you can't feel it in there and it's literally just gone, I don't think you need to. It could have been a little cyst, a little infected thing in there, a little abscess. And as long as it's gone, I don't think you need to see anybody. On the other hand, if you have recurring problems, it's reasonable. I mean, if it comes back, just to make sure it's not a little nasal polyp that somebody needs to cut out. I would use your symptoms as your guide. If it's gone, you're okay. Mary from St. Anthony, good morning. What's your question? Um, Yes, my question is about the KN95 mask. If it is reusable, and if so, how long can you wear it? especially if you're wearing it um, six to eight hours a day. I'd like to know what you recommend. Yeah, it is not intended to be reusable, but what was intended is not what we're doing. I reuse masks all the time, masks that in the past I would have just thrown away. The KN95 is a Chinese version of the N95. It doesn't have the same quality control as the N95s. But I would, if, if you can't get more of them, I would wear it um, a, a few times. Uh, I wouldn't wear it forever. But we're telling people, as long as it fits on your face, you could probably keep wearing it for, I don't know, five days, maybe 20 uses. If you're wearing it eight hours a day after a week, I'd probably try a different one if you can. All right, Dr. Hilden, that's going to be it. We unfortunately didn't even get to all of our callers today. So many great calls, great texts. Of course, we will be with you next week. We're focusing on drug addiction. How can people reach you when we're not on the air, Dr. Hilden? Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter, Dr. David Hilden. You can tweet me anything you want. I'll try to get back to you. If I can, go to the blog at myhealthymatters.org. And I really want to encourage people to, to watch the five-minute short film in our film series at hennepinhealthcare.org slash here, H-E-R-E, hennepinhealthcare.org slash here, and read and listen to um, Reggie's story. Right. And I also help him track topics, so you can tweet me at Rashini R. Make it a great day. Hey, 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 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.